Hey everybody, Dean here. If you missed the last episode, I'll reiterate what I said last week. Um, I had a cold when we recorded episodes 10 and 11, so I sound a little different in those. And also, they were supposed to be recorded in front of a live studio audience. Um, that was the idea anyway, but only my nephew Trevor showed up. So um, yeah, it was weird. And for some reason, Trevor found some things in Uncle Dean's serious interview show very funny. So you're going to hear him laughing pretty loud in the background. Um, not so much in the first part, but definitely in the second half of the episode, he's just all over that. So I apologize. And I hope you can still enjoy this very special Christmas Eve episode of The Corporation. Have a safe and happy holiday, everybody. We'll be off next week and then back with a new episode on January 7th. Okay, on with the show. Hello, friends, and welcome to a special Christmas Eve edition of The Corporation, the podcast that's too fun and too festive to fail. Each episode, we speak to employees of Hogswood Cooper Media, the global conglomerate that operates everything from super packs to fast food restaurants, and we celebrate the people who make HCM so successful. I'm your host and substitute Santa, Dean Ardenfell. Let's get into it. My first guest is a field sales representative for Hickory Doodah, the well-known provider of event meats, specialty meat gift baskets, and other exciting meat stuffs. Last holiday season, he had the second highest business ham sales in New England, and he's also the leader of his neighborhood watch in his gated community. Please welcome Dax Collop. Hey, Dean, what's going on? Oh, it is great to have you on the program, oh, uh, Dax. Well, thank you, Dean. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, um... You're kind of a door-to-door salesman. Kind of. It's my bread and butter. It's my workplace, Dean. It's funny how you're using phrases that are food-related because you're you must have food on the brain. All oh, the time. I love food. I, if you don't mind, would you like to? Can I get my plug-in off the top? Sure. Yeah. So as you said, I'm a sales rep for Hickory Doodah. I sell many hams. I was hoping maybe some of your listeners would buy some hams from me. Now, see, this has got to be the the exact kind of. Uh, dedication to the sales of ham that put you at number two in New England for business ham sales. When I'm going to get that number one spot, just got to beat my competitor. I'm sure you are. Who's your competitor? Kristen Bellhop. Kristen, I thought you were going to say Kristen Bell for a minute. Nope. Kristen Bellhop. Nope. Yeah, she's good. I got to tell you, though, if you use the promo code ham ham, thank you, ma'am, on my site, uh-huh. you can get a special off of three types of ham, smoked ham, ham smoked with applewood, uh, maple, and of course, apple. That sounded like four hams. That sounded like four hams. What? Was that, was that four? That was only three. Applewood, maple, oh. and apple. Great. We're fresh out of hickory. Thank you so much for letting my listeners in on this great, great deal. And I hope you all go to hickorydoodahfarms.com or whatever the website is and punch in that code. Um, And so you're sort of like, as opposed to like a B to C, you're a B to B. Like you go into businesses and skyscrapers and the like and go into office buildings and you... Like kind of like a Girl Scout cookie person for for Christmas hams, right? Yeah, I'm like a Girl Scout cookie for Christmas hams, Dean. <laughs> and I've tried to go B to C before. I, it's preferred to go business to business. Right. I used to go B to C, business to co-op. And let me tell you, you'd oh. think more people would buy the ham, but the decisions are made as a group. And not everyone likes ham. So you... <laughs> You were going into co-ops just cold off the street? I was coming in cold! And trying to sell co-ops ham. Yeah, I had I was cold outside. I had I had steaming hams and no one would buy the hams because they as a group had to decide as a corporate as a as a community right. if the ham was worth the purchase. Interesting. Because I I'm, 
I'm assuming a co-op just buys all of their stuff wholesale and puts it on the shelves. But are we, were you trying to sell it to the, the, to the volunteers at the co-op? Or? Oh, yeah. I sold it to everyone I could get my hands on. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would grab them by the shoulders yeah, you and got, say, buy my ham. Literally grab it by the shoulders. Yeah. Also, get their attention. I think it's so interesting that you show up with piping hot hams. Mm. Uh, you've done that today, and you've brought in a ham that is so hot, I don't think any of us are going to be able to touch it for a while. Yeah, it's actually like a sod in here. Your glasses are fogging up yeah. something fierce, Dean. But I, I do appreciate the, the, the gesture, and I'm looking forward to carving into this thing uh, <laughs> once it cools down to a reasonable temperature. Oh, that will be for a while. These hams retain heat like metal. So do you have problems when you bring a steaming hot ham into someone's business, uh, being able to have them sample it, which I'm assuming is the reason you bring it? Oh, yeah. I bring the hams to sample for sure, Dean. I just am not sure why people aren't comfortable putting piping hot ham in their mouth. So in your, <laughs> in your mind, the hotter it is. The better it is, Dean. Right, right. Hot, fatty, and oily. That's, that's what everyone wants to <laughs> It's interesting. You handed me a business card on your way in here, and it says... It says Dax Collip, field service rep, hot, what is it? Hot, fatty, and oily. Hot, fatty, and oily. I believe that's what it is. Right. I haven't checked my business card in a while. Right, right. You're a little bit like Santa yourself, aren't you? <laughs> they say it's because of my laugh, but I do six hoes instead of three. Six hoes instead of three. Just that's your. You're just twice as intense. <laughs> oh, Dean, you got me all chuckled up. I I've never seen a Santa Claus count hoes on his fingers. Oh, before. you saw that? I, I did. So, how do you decide? How do you decide which businesses you want to target? Because uh, I know you're. Are you just randomly walking into skyscrapers, or are you targeting the businesses before you go? Well, I can't randomly walk into skyscrapers. They're huge. <laughs> what I do do to select my hand businesses, Dean, is I go to the phone book. I look up the H section for ham, and I find the businesses with H, and I go down the alphabet alphabetically. You look for businesses that start with H. With H, because it's the first letter in my favorite word, which is of course Dean. Ham. Right, right. So, Dean, if I can get serious for a moment, I I would love that. I That's people need to remember that you have to just go for stuff. You can't just sit on your couch and expect life to happen. You got to start somewhere, Dean. Now, is that the secret to my success? Probably, but I'm going to tell you something, Dean. You can't just sit on your couch with your pockets and piles of ham in your par apartment and just hope that people come to you. You got to go out and sell those hams on the street yourself, Dean. Was that a problem early on that you were uh, you were afraid to go out there so you would sit in your apartment with piles of ham surrounding you and, and not want to go out and sell them? Yeah, I mean, I never like to get too personal, but let me just say that my family gifted me a thousand hams five years ago, okay. and I haven't been able to get rid of them <laughs> wow so you're a paid field service rep for hickory doodah indeed i am but you also have supplemental hams that your family gifted to you oh yes you know it, it, it runs in my family and i believe that it's important to make sure that you incorporate both the personal and the professional dean so in a so you're not just working off the hams in your apartment you're also going and getting other hams from the distributor oh yeah the distributor my family farms anywhere i can get my hands Are you ever going to get out of this you're literally drowning in hams I mean, you could say that. It, it, do you smell me from here? I just don't understand. I do, of course. I mean, you've smelled up the whole room with this piping hot. God, it's so hot. I can't it's even touch it still. Um, you know, 
I want to just pivot real quick to your company, uh, Hickory Doodah, was embroiled in a bit of a PR scandal recently. Indeed we were. Uh, it was discovered that many of your products were not coming from family farms, as uh, as it states on the packaging, but from overseas factories. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the products even were tested by an independent lab and found to contain like 40% meat and like 30% sawdust. So how, how do you respond to the fact that some of the products you might be selling might not be what they're being represented as? Well, in this competitive ham market, Dean, the secret is to differentiate yourself from the other competitors. If we say we don't like to advertise it, I like to say this about our Hickory Doodah customers. They taste the difference. Right. And for better or worse, they taste the difference, I think. For better, Dean? Why would you even bring up worse? <laughs> I don't know. I There... I are, you sure, are you sure you don't want to try a slice of this ham? Let me just take a little... Um, ah, oh, oh, keep uh, it in, Dean. Keep ah, it in, bro. Oh, I just... Okay, uh, that went down hard. Ugh. That went down very hard. Yeah, let me take a slice off. Oh, oh, oh you just... Oh. Like a... Like a, <laughs> like a baby duck. Yeah. That's what my mother tells like me. A, like a penguin with a minnow or something. Just went right down the gullet there. Any type of bird. You know, um, I noticed that uh, when I went to the Hickory Dude uh, we- uh, website, it, they have like uh, a 24-hour hotline around the holidays uh, for people who might have a hard time with their... Do you ever man that hotline? Ooh, yeah. I like to joke that it's a piping hotline. <laughs> a little oh, ham humor for the for the room. Yeah, it's a really good hotline where we try to answer any ham-related questions. And what are some of the questions people have? Oh, well, what's the best way to cool down my ham? What's the best way to recover from a piping hot third-degree bird on my tongue, mouth, and teeth? Those are the types of questions we... Uh, that is one of the things that differentiates you from the competition is that when they order one of these hams, it arrives piping hot, which it's a it, it eliminates a whole step. You don't, you don't, you don't need to waste time on the holiday around the holidays cooking this ham for hours and hours. It shows up almost inedibly hot on your doorstep. Well, you keep saying words like worse than inedibly. I don't know why you keep. It seems like you're trying to make it seem like our hams inedible and dangerous to children and grandparents. Why are you even bringing this up? No, you, you were the one who said grandparents. I what? Didn't, I didn't say that at all. I think it let's okay, we'll let the recording decide who said what first. Okay, great. I'm I'm here to support and just curious about uh, uh people's lives. That's all I'm here for. I think it's time to bring in our second guest all here. Right. I think we're gonna bring in a second guest. We're gonna find out all all about her and then we're gonna have a big conversation, all of us. Um our next guest is the senior collections specialist at Great Gas, the natural gas provider currently in many lucrative public private partnerships with state governments all over the Midwest. Basically, her company provides fuel oil to hundreds of thousands of people. And uh, her weekend hobby is uh, something called hinge hookups. I'm not sure what that is, but we're going to find out. Please welcome Claire Yarlsborg. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Claire. So it's your job to contact people who haven't paid their heating and cooking bills and then Mm. get them to pay up. I get them to pay up. And what's your strategy for that? My strategy is to go door to door. Uh Dax, you and I have that in common. Indeed we do. Now, I'm assuming you don't show up with a... Piping hot, inedible ham. Well, I don't always have them with me. No, I'm sure you wouldn't. But how I do when go you knock with on that treats, door? Um, sometimes cookies, oh, sometimes so cakes, and sometimes handmade birdhouses. Interesting. Handmade birdhouses. Mm? This is interesting. Thank and you. Uh, I had heard this. I, I, I'm looking at a list of actually some of the things that uh, people have said you've brought to them mm. as a way of sort of greasing the skids, trying to get them to pay their mm-hmm. uh, their utility bills. Um, the the disconnect that people are having here is that I know you your company um, during the months of January, February, and March last year 
shut off a record number of people's uh, heating. And you terminated those accounts, which is obviously great for you and your bottom line, right? But I, I'm wondering, does it ever, does it ever confuse someone when you show up on their doorstep and say, "Here's a birdhouse. If you don't pay." we're going to shut your uh, heating off no matter how cold it is. I think it confuses people, but I think that I think that, that is what gets them to actually do it because they're so confused. I see. And then they're like, oh my God, what do I do? And then they just do it. Yeah, you're sort of stunning them with this sort of Thank you. crazy gift. Yeah. Well, stunning them, as I wasn't mm. calling you. I mean, you are... <laughs> You're a very I, attractive person. I thank you. Yeah, I, I wasn't, but I was saying you were stunning. I was saying it's a, you're stunning them. And I take both things as a compliment. So you like you like the look on someone's face when they're like, "What is this? What is this?" <laughs> Dean, I love it. I love it. Uh-huh. Because here's the thing: they shouldn't have not paid. Right. So then, when I go to them and I say, "You need to pay," also here's a handcrafted sweater. Um, then they are like, oh my God, I do need to pay, but I'm so confused because you got me a gift. And then together, sometimes we hug. Wow. So, so you're really drawing them in. It's funny because we kind of have a a room full of Santa Clauses here. We've got the Christmas ham guy. We've got you coming to door to door with presents. This Mm -hmm. is a perfect holiday episode. And then, uh, you know, and you giving them a hug and giving Mm. them a a handmade sweater and then. Is there a moment when you whisper into their ear or you let them know that like what the consequences might be if they... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I thought that that was a given, but I'll go into it. Um, mm-hmm. Normally, if they, if I offer a hug and they say, sure, then I hug them and into their ear I say, if you don't pay, <laughs> if you don't pay, I'm going to beat you senseless. Oh, okay. Okay. So interesting. Is that, is that a, a legal tactic? Oh, it's just, it's just something that gets a, it gets, it gets the desired result. Is that what it oh is? yeah, and my boss said to me, Claire, do what you gotta do. Yeah, do what you gotta do. That's so interesting. And and uh, speaking of doing what you have to do, I know that many states have laws about how you can't turn people's heating off during the winter months, even if they can't afford it. But I see that your company has sort of, uh, uh, you know, found some loopholes around these pesky regulations. How did you do that? Well, here's the thing. When we got the notice um, that we were being illegal, I said... You got a notice in the mail? Yeah, and it said you're being illegal. It was... I've never gotten one before, but that is what happens if you're doing something illegal. Presumably there's someone... Uh, at the other end of that letter and he hand job, wrote it it was in crayon so it's that person's job to mm-hmm. send you a message that and so no, no sweater no birdhouse from them I, I, no sweater no birdhouse that's for sure <laughs> okay. what I did send them back though was um, was a picture of me being really angry and I said if you tell me that I'm being illegal one more time yeah. I'm gonna beat you since okay. <laughs> Who is the, what is the organization telling you you're being illegal and trying to hold you to account for it? The country. Oh, the country. Not even the state government. No. So, okay. So you're getting federal notices in crayon mm. that you're being illegal. Yeah. And you're threatening those people. Well, it works. And you're absolutely certain that the, that the sender of this was a, a, a governmental body. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. they wouldn't have signed it saying, I work for the government. I see. Unless they did. Right, right. Because that's illegal. What happens if someone doesn't answer the door or doesn't pick up the phone? How do you get to... I wait. You do. (laughs) 
because I want them to know how much I care about this. Yeah. If you're not paying your bill, then I'm going to be there. Right. And so you take it like almost as a personal affront. Yes. Like let's how say let's say my elderly grandmother is on disability mm. and uh, can't afford to her oil uh, that month them. for yeah. February <laughs> and it's a record cold in the Midwest, oh, right? Um, let's say that person uh, you know is begging and pleading and saying please just don't don't shut off my oil I, I'll freeze to death yeah um, how do you deal with that I give them a hug oh nice and I whisper in their ear yeah I don't care I don't care about wow. your personal life this is my personal life my personal life is to get you to pay and if you don't I wouldn't be you senseless <laughs> so you're just like you're just never you're never not at work no my work is my job and my job is my life. Well, you know, there is one thing in here that uh, a little hobby I want to ask you about. But before we do that, let's bring let's bring Dax back into the conversation here. I know Hi, he's Dax. been over, he's been over there uh, with his. You've you've had your hand in the ham mm. for the better part of four minutes, and I'm just wondering, uh, are you okay? Sorry, my right hand suffered from frostbite last winter. It still hasn't recovered. I see. And Dax, um, do you have any thoughts on uh, on this with with Claire? Like. Uh, uh, going door to door and maybe the two of you could go together. Ooh. Dax, I would love that. Do you want to do a little collaboration, Claire? Dax. What? <laughs> so it would be a B to a B to, to C probably, right? Because you'd be going to people's houses, right? Oh, I, I suppose it would be. Now, I don't presume to innovate here. That's not my job. No. Dean Ardenfell is not an innovator. Uh-uh. But I would just say, uh, you know, we have some, uh, pl- some people that you're going to whose heat is about to get turned off. Yeah. They're going to be very cold. And Dax, you have something very very hot to offer them. I do indeed. To keep them keep them warm. So I don't I don't get it. What are you suggesting, D? What I'm saying is you uh Dax. Is that, is that Claire creates the problem and Dax solves it. The problem being a cold house. A cold house. And the solution hot ham. Hot, oh, oily <laughs> oily fatty hot ham. Yes. Oh, I see that one. Is there anything to that? Probably not. I just uh we have a couple of hobbies here we haven't gotten to and I want to talk just mm. briefly with Dax. You're the head of your neighborhood watch and you're gay community i am how did that happen and what are the threats within your gated community well it's a gated community so you you think the problem's coming from inside the gates yeah but ironically it's not inside the gate it's the gate itself interesting so what's wrong with the gate well, itself? The, gate, it's, the purpose of the gated community gate is that it keeps people not in the community out of the gated community. Right? And at this point, it just keeps opening up for whoever's coming wants to come in. So my neighborhood watch, we are in charge of making sure we watch the gate entrance and then we stop anyone who's not in the community. And if they are, we go up to them and we ask them, who are you? So this sounds very similar to just like a, a guard who would be at the gate. What do you mean? Well, you know how you go up to a gate and there's just a guy in a little booth there that says like, hey, what's your ID? It sounds like what? that's... No, I All the gates I have ever seen are automated. Oh, okay. Well, this it sounds like you've just... <gasps> I don't know if this is a neighborhood watch so much as it's just a, a guard post, right? Oh, guard post? Yeah. Oh, I should look up this guard post. But you just sit, so you just sit there and, and anybody who tries to come in, you ask them who they are and what's... Right? Is that what's... Excuse me, Dean. I'm just writing down okay. guard... <laughs> Guard posts. Do you ever do you ever combine your work and your and your hobby by? Well, as I said, Dean, I I do like to put together the personal and the professional. Right. So of course, my ham work intersects with my watch work. And in fact, (laughs) ham and watch are probably going to be the two most said words in this episode. Indeed. (laughs) 
<laughs> so how do you bring those two worlds together? You got to take those hams. The, the steam that comes from the hams forces people to stay awake. Not only will it burn your mouth, but sometimes when we're up at like midnight to 8 a.m., it's a tiring job. So we need something to make sure that if we put our heads down on our desks, trying to go a little Betty by, boom, it scalds your cheeks. You wake back up and you're right back to watching that gate. Great. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm sorry if I threw, you know, your, your entire casual hobby identity into a tailspin here. No, I just... no. I appreciate it. I'll try to innovate that. Gu- guard post. Guard post. You yes, wrote it, it down. You wrote it down. He wrote it down on a piece of paper and then he put that. He put his hand with the piece of paper back in the ham. So it's probably going to be a little. Yeah, let me try to scrounge around for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, I'm going to pop back over to Claire while you do that and ask. Um, uh, I don't know what this is. I just saw it in my bio here that your hobby is hinge hookups. Hinge what is that? I don't know what that is. What is that? So <laughs> hinge is one uh-huh. of those lovely dating apps. Okay. And okay. you meet people on them. Is that one of those pesky, pesky apps where you have to put your photo there and then people have to say, yes, I'm interested in this person? Because I had z- yeah. zero, zero matches on, uh, and I have signed up for a lot of them and it's always Dean. zero, zero. So I, I, I just assume they didn't work. They and, uh, do they were, they were work. Bro- they were broken or something. They do work. Okay, um, great. So, so you use them and... Um, I use them, but in a different way than you might think. Interesting. I like to create as many hunch profiles as I possibly can. Okay. Not all me. Some are me. Some are just pictures of people I find cute. And oh. sometimes when I go to the dates, people are upset because um, it's not me. Well, how can they expect, if you put a cartoon character or a bird or something there? And I do. How can they expect you to look like that when you exactly, show Exactly, and that's why... I only go on about one date a year. So you have like a dozen Hinge accounts. About, yeah, a baker's dozen. I have 13. Great. And uh, most of them are not you. And you go on an average of one date a year. Mm. And most of the time they are mad. Most of the time. This is your hobby. This is my hobby. Thank you so much for saying that. Because a lot of my friends are like, that's not a hobby, Claire. And I say, yeah, it is. Oh, 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 that's good. Dex... I, I'm assuming you counted on your fingers because yeah. I couldn't see your fingers because they were in the ham. But. <laughs> Dax, it's actually my turn to talk. So, oh, oh, oh. I apologize. I'll go back to scrounging. Thank you. <laughs> I go on about one day a year, but the hinge takes up countless hours. Interesting. So you just your hobby is putting these profiles together, really? Yes. Cool. That's very cool. You know, uh, it's it strikes me that, um, and I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Uh-oh. Uh oh. It's just very. It's very interesting to me that um, almost no aspect of your personal or professional life uh, do you tell the truth in at all, or okay. or, or, or <laughs> um, have any um, like sort of um, sort of integrity around. You know, has that ever occurred to you? That's like, interesting because, and I'm not I, meaning that as an insult. It's just interesting to me that you're, you know, that you're um, uh, uh, subverting the law in your own job. What was mm-hmm. what was the phrase you used? Um, I'm being illegal. Being illegal. <laughs> Right, being legal, and then in your personal life, you're also being disingenuous. But that's not illegal. No, of course it's not. It's fun. But does it ever? Uh, do you ever get the urge to just do something <laughs> sincere? No, um, I'm not. I'm not very happy with 
who my true self is. Okay. Yeah. Me either. And me either. Totally. Uh, totally. Oh, totally Dan. relate. Totally relate. Dean. I. You're fine. I. If I had seen that bird, I probably would have swiped right on it. Dean. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Birds and birdhouses too. You make the birdhouses. I love birds. Wow. Do I smell a love connection? I doubt it. That's- I usually get this wrong. I usually get this wrong. Okay. But. Uh, you're, it looks, I can't tell whether there's ham on your hand or your skin is burning off. Oh, it's, it's becoming one. Okay, Dax, um, I'm a little uncomfortable, but I think maybe it's, maybe it's time we carved into this thing and see if we could all maybe just enjoy some ham together. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, what was that noise? <laughs> Sorry, I was, I just found the paper in the ham. Gourd paste. That can't be right. All right, let's, let's get some. <laughs> As we're doling out some samples of ham here and enjoying a nice threesome. Oh, I, I said that wrong. Uh, for, for the holidays. I, I regret that, that this is all the time we have to, for uh, today on The Corporation. Uh, I want to really thank my guests for speaking with me and our listeners for tuning in. And I want to wish you all a very happy and safe holiday. Uh, we're going to be off next week, uh, but back again on January 7th. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, and email me at deanardenfell at hotmail.com. As they say at HCM, we're interested in you. Cheers, and to all a good night. Let's dig in, guys. This is oily. Oh, Oh, it's still so hot. So hot. The Corporation is a presentation of Unical Media. Dean Ardenfeld was played by Nathan Hartswick. Dax Collip was played by Brian Park. And Claire Jarlsborg was played by Maggie Phelan. Listen to new episodes of The Corporation every Tuesday on iTunes and Spotify. For more information about shows, classes, and other great stuff, visit btcomedy.com.